My name is Ravi Chandra. Uh, I am a psychiatrist and writer here in San Francisco and also the founder and uh, uh, teacher for SF Love Dojo, which teaches compassion and self-compassion. I wanted to talk to you about loneliness. So we are all essentially alone in our skins. And this is an existential truth of life. As social beings, this is one of the most difficult and painful realities we have to face. Loneliness is bad in itself, and it makes everything else worse. Suffering itself can be defined as a crisis in connection. And we often say the opposite of suffering is belonging. We do not always get love in the way and at the time we'd like. The stories we tell ourselves and the world, uh, about ourselves and the world when we're feeling lonely, can be extraordinarily damaging. Loneliness takes a huge toll on mental and physical health, and we might engage in all kinds of destructive habits to escape the emotions stirred by loneliness. Former Surgeon General Vivek Murthy spoke about an epidemic of loneliness, and economists speaks, speak of deaths of despair, suicide and opioid overdoses, for example, which can at least be partly traced to breakdowns in relationship, whether it's personal relationships or relationships to community and workplace. Vivek Murthy prescribes four antidotes in his new book, Together, The Healing Power of Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World. Uh, and I've just taken this from the description of the book. One, spend time each day with those you love. Devote at least 15 minutes each day to connecting with those you most care about. And of course, right now, that's kind of hard to do. Two, focus on each other. Forget about multitasking and give the other person the gift of your full attention, making eye contact, if possible, and genuinely listening. And that's, that's a great uh, piece of advice. I often say we make each other special with our time and attention. And we feel special in turn. That's part of what makes being a psychiatrist so gratifying for me. Embrace solitude is his third tip. The first step, he says, towards building stronger connections with others is to build a stronger connection with oneself. Meditation, prayer, art, music, and time spent outdoors can all be sources of solitary comfort and joy. And this is a key. Uh, th there's a difference between solitude and loneliness, and I'll kind of talk more about that later. Uh, and his fourth tip is help and be helped. Service is a form of human connection that reminds us of our value and purpose in life. Checking on a neighbor, seeking advice, even just offering a smile or a wave to a stranger six feet away, socially distancing, all can make us stronger and boost our immune system as well. Uh, I was so heartened to see that in New York City, for example, volunteerism has gone up threefold during the pandemic. I would add a fifth tip. Develop your inner life with mindfulness, compassion, and self-compassion. Happiness is not defined, I think, as an unending state of bliss or joy. It's really an increasing capacity to deal with difficulty and distress. Our ships might run aground on difficult situations, but we can become more confident and skillful at dealing with those rough times.
And I had difficult moments of loneliness over the last four or five weeks. I had an intense moment uh, on only the second day of quarantine when it felt like the trap door beneath the stage of the world had been dropped out. And it seemed like there was a bottomless pit of isolation and loss and uncertainty underneath. Others have had terrible loneliness as they mourn loved ones who have passed. And even one person's rejection can trigger powerful feelings of loneliness, loss, and abandonment, particularly if you're prone to those feelings. For example, I sent out a joke about Trump to a friend on the East Coast, and she wrote back, it's the weekend, no Trump. I wrote back trying to empathize with her that NASA recently released beautiful pictures of blue and red nebulae, nebulae uh, 163,000 light years away, which made me wish I could get that far away from him too. And But she quickly wrote back that she was blocking me for the weekend because you keep talking about him. I mean, I thought I was empathizing with her wish to be far from him, but somehow she equated me with Trump and blocked me. And that stung. Um, this was on Friday night, just last night, and I had barely seen another human being in the flesh for almost five weeks. So I'm going to just describe this, this moment for you. And I felt intensely alone. And for a moment, those terrible and maximalist stories that oftentimes can come up did come up for me. I don't have any friends. After all, other than my mom, no one had reached out to me in several days. No woman really appreciates or loves me. No one ever has really been in love with me. I am unlovable. No one wants to feel my love or affection. I will always be alone. People are cruel or slightly less maximalist. I guess people like me in small doses. I dismissed my friend as not being particularly given to kindness, at least not when stressed. Uh, and I got a little angry with her even. She's dead to me because I'm basically dead to her. All of this happened over the course of about a minute or so. So it's very fast. And then I caught myself. And years ago, those feelings and thoughts could have lasted hours or days, I'm sure. None of these stories were really true, but they felt true for those seconds and minutes. And they could have lasted longer. They have lasted longer in the past. Uh, and, some, and I work with people whose uh, feelings like this uh, last uh, prolonged periods of time. But I quickly switched to trying to see things from her perspective. Uh, I even tweeted, doing my best to hold compassion for people who find ways to be cold or rejection, rejecting even at this time of stress. If that's the way you need to keep it together. It's such a strange fact of our times that we find it so easy to tweet and vent our emotions rather than develop an internal dialogue. Or perhaps tweeting becomes part of our inner dialogue at best. Mostly, I think it's an emotional dump, though, and an attempt at getting validation. And I can be guilty of that, too, sometimes. But I recognize that she was practicing self-care in the best way she knew at that moment. It was okay. We can hopefully be friends again. Uh, but I'm not sure yet about that. But that's what rejection and loneliness can feel like. And it can be far, far worse because feeling apathy, dismissal, or rejection can feel like ostracism to some. Some people don't have the wealth of relationships I've had or the relatively good attachment history in childhood. If you've experienced abandonment in youth, if you haven't had a critical mass of caring relationships, or you, if you haven't learned how to form caring relationships, then relationships can seem out of touch, 
and even impossible. And then we suffer. And so you can develop a rejection complex, tell yourself stories uh, about there being something terribly wrong with you or terribly wrong with other people or both, instead of just learning how to hold the emotion with tenderness, as if you were comforting a crying, unhappy child in your arms. But loneliness can occur even to those who've had everything go right relationship-wise. And even in the closest relationships, we can feel alone at times or in key ways. We are all alone in our skins, ultimately. And there's even a saying in therapy circles that you can't be in relationship unless you know how to be alone. This is because if you can deal more securely with the emotions of isolation, loneliness, even abandonment, you won't be surprised when you feel that way, even in your closest relationships. When these feelings come up out of the blue, you can allow them to be your teacher. Yes, loneliness can be a teacher. Rejection can be a teacher. We can use their lessons to, to develop our inner lives and strengthen our awareness and practice of what's truly important to us as social beings. After I started feeling compassion for my friend, I even felt grateful to her because she gave me a lesson in loneliness and rejection on the very eve of my being a teacher on the subject. So it was just perfect. So thank you, my friend. I wouldn't feel this way if you weren't important to me, if I didn't care about you and like you. If you're out there listening sometime, somewhere, I hope we can return to that caring someday or that we both experience caring and affection in our lives more often than not. But underneath these hard emotions, anger, frustration, irritation, and anger are soft emotions, anxiety, sadness, longing, loss, bereavement. And underneath those soft emotions are our needs for safety, which comes often with relationship, for love, for the joy and life that comes from belonging. And our needs are never met 100% of the time. The gap between what's available and what we need causes us distress. It's where we need help from others and where we can help ourselves. Uh, a woman on Twitter named Amber Sparks wrote this last night. My kid had an absolutely unholy, screaming, 40-minute meltdown about a very small thing, and then at the end of it said quietly, I miss school and I miss my friends. And that just, that just really touched me. And I guess loneliness and loss were really in the air last night uh, as I saw these go by in my Twitter timeline. And I just love that her child could finally get to those soft emotions and needs. And a lot of us grown-ups have difficulty with that. It's not easy. The emotions of loneliness are the emotions of relatedness. We couldn't feel abandoned, rejected, isolated, ostracized, and lonely if we weren't at heart loving social beings who long for love and affection. And if we cultivate our loving nature and turn it towards ourselves, especially in moments of loss and distress, we could change everything. And I've talked about ways to do that, but I think this awareness is so important that we can be our friends even when we're alone. Uh, and that's the heart of mindful self-compassion, is companion, companioning yourself in times of difficulty. Okay, so 
thank you uh, for listening. Please reach out if you'd like a personalized seminar for your organization.